The following podcast contains adult themes and adult language. Listener discretion advised. And although we joke, if you or someone you know is affected by or a victim of domestic violence, dial 1-800-799-7233 or visit the National Domestic Violence Hotline's website, thehotline.org. It's always the husband, it's always the husband, it's always the husband, I don't keep it. Hi everybody, this is Sarah. And this is Megan. And you are listening to It's Always the Husband podcast. Welcome. Welcome. We are glad you're listening, really glad. Um, and if you like what you hear, um, tell a friend or two or three. We would really like to, you know, kind of start growing our little group here. And if you could give us a review or a rating on whatever you listen to, if you can, I think Spotify just started offering reviews and ratings finally, or Apple Podcasts, whatever that helps us immensely. Um, If you could do that, we've gotten some just the kindest reviews. I'm going to try to post up on our social media that would be wonderful um anyway yeah do it yeah megan did you have a nice christmas (laughs) (laughs) i had a lovely christmas i um yeah i was at my mom and dad's for many days i just stayed down there and um (sighs) relaxed that's nice yeah um, Phil didn't come with right away because he still had to work. God Even better. <laughs> so uh, it was fun and relaxing. My mom makes a beautiful Christmas every year. Of course year. she does. Yeah, She's I'll so ne- talented. I'll never yeah. be able to Nobody do can it. live up to her. No. No one. Um, and the kids were happy and we played Hallmark drinking games. Oh. And both the dogs almost died. And... Well, yeah, that happens yep. here all the time. Yeah. So how about you? Um, yeah, it was great. We went to Christmas Eve, Jamie's relatives, which was fun. Everybody pretty much got hammered, um, which was kind of funny because his aunt um, was it like a preschool principal. So you can imagine. And she got hammered and started the F-bomb came out and everybody was just like, oh, oh. my. And so we couldn't let that go because she she's um, she never hilarious, but she's yeah she's mm. very dignified and she just tore it up, mm-hmm. um, was tearing the town apart. So that was really funny. And then it was just Brock and Rachel and Jamie and I and we watched Christmas movies on Christmas Day. Yep. opened presents and just hung out and ate food and did nothing and it was great. Went nowhere and stayed around. Did you get any gifts? Um, I got some wine from Jamie and some He-Man socks. Yes, <laughs> which are pretty good. Um, did you? Uh, well, my mom and dad got me new dishes. Oh, how lovely! I really like dishes a lot. Um, I don't know why. I just eat off of them and then put them in the dishwasher. Yeah. But I 
like them. So I was excited to get them. I just switched them out today. And what color are they? A color? They're white. Oh. Yeah, they're white, but they're just super cute. And um, they they have these like little. I have these little dipping bowls. They came with. Like, oh, all you these do cute like little, dip? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just think they're so cute. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. And um, yeah. Did Nutbar smash some and say that she had been asking for dishes forever and mm. never gets dishes and she only gets bags full of leaves and shit? Yes, she did wonder why there were two boxes because my mom. Oh, two for wanted, you and one yeah, for her. Yeah, she was like, both yeah. of these are for her. Yeah. And, um, but then she got a puzzling table. I saw that. Yeah. So then she shut her fat face. Yeah. She is very fat. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> she's driving instantly to my right. house, hearing she's that to beat me up. going to murder you now. <laughs> she's going to punch you in the face. She's yeah. madly driving. She's... Once she parked at my house and fell and parked in my ditch. <laughs> <laughs> it is precarious it's over a, there. I have a yeah. huge ditch that yeah. surrounds my house for, like, drainage, because my house is from, like, 1712. <laughs> she fell into the ditch. She parked into it. Oh, it was funny. Um, and we didn't really help her much. We just watched no. her try to get yeah. out of it. <laughs> That's why you parked in your driveway because I, I was like, oh, I don't want to fall in the no, it sucks. slippery ditch. But oh, um, What's your glitter in your shittery Christmas? So, uh, you know I love my Hallmark movies. Um, But when I got home, I felt like I really had exasperated all my Hallmark choices. Like, I had been re-watching some because I have seen them all. Um, So, when I got home today and I didn't want to do anything, even though I had plenty to do, I started watching movies on net holiday movies on right. Netflix. Okay, what's a good one? So I found two really good ones. Um, the first one was Love Hard. Oh my gosh, is it erotica? No. Oh. Um, and Cassie Nutbar told me about this one. I, I'm not sure she told me about my favorite one, but I was watching it and hysterically laughing. Like, I was laughing out loud at this movie. Okay. It's called Single All the Way. Okay. It's on Netflix. Uh, it stars Michael Yuri from Ugly Betty. And he's the main character. And he's gay. And he goes home. Doesn't have a boyfriend. And he's, of course, ashamed because he doesn't have anyone to bring home with him. And when he gets there, his mom's, like, going to set him up with her new fitness instructor who is also, like, he lives in the town and he's, like, a ski instructor. I don't know. What the hell? But Healthy um, and such. Anyway, yeah, he's healthy and hot. So the guy who plays him was, did you watch Brothers and Sisters? I No, but oh. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So Luke McFarlane was okay. in, he played the boyfriend. Hi, Randy. Randy came in um, to play here. He played the boyfriend of one of the okay. sons on sons on brothers and sisters or whatever, one of the brothers and brothers and sisters. Um, so he was in it. And then Kathy Najimy yes. is the mother. Okay. Um, Jennifer Robertson, who plays uh, whatever her name is, Shits, who's married to the mayor and oh yeah Creek. yeah okay um so she 
is in it and is hysterical. And then Jennifer Coolidge. Of course. Oh. Is so fucking funny. She's it's good so in funny. everything she yeah. does. I just thought like I the acting is really good and it was it's all right, super that one funny. I might enjoy. So I think you'll love it. I think everyone will love okay. it. Single all the way. Um what's yours? Yeah, mine, as you know, I entered Jeep life mm-hmm. with my Jeep. Yeah. And I tried to trade in my car at a dealership. Um and I didn't well i went to a deal that one dealership where I, they kept me hostage yeah for three and a half hours yeah we were gonna try I, to bust you out yes i went point. to test yeah. drive a car and just see how much my old car would be worth and they took my keys <laughs> and never gave them back i had to ask for three hours and then they said you made a promise to buy a car and i said no i didn't i came to test drive a car and see what you would say on my car. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you almost it was, did buy a car, but they were dicks yeah, about were, how yeah. much they were going to give you. I mean, so yeah. So then I went, um, a co-worker said she used Carvana and her husband got tons more than he thought he could ever get for a car. And when they came to pick it up, he was so nervous because they thought they're going to look at this shit box and say, oh my yeah. God, sir. You lied and leave. And no, they just hauled it away and gave him a check and he ran and cashed it. And so I tried that and they offered me $4,000 more than the dealership would, which is Jamie kept saying, I don't know how this is happening. So they came and picked up my old car and Jamie and I were like wrecks because we thought, oh my God, they're going to look at it and be like, holy shit, ma'am, you lied. And I mean, I didn't really. I just put in everything of my car and that's the price they gave the guy just came he was super nice i signed a few things he never even looked at the car loaded it up and jamie and i went inside and we were just like okay he's still there he's still there waiting for him to go to take it and then we heard a knock at the door and i thought oh "Oh, no he looked at the car he just said ma'am you gave me all your house keys and stuff (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome back anytime and then we slammed the door in his face and he laughed we were like oh my god and he said put it in the bag so I mean, if you are selling a car, just try it. Just see what they offer because I don't know what's going on. But thank God I got that. That's crazy. It was so and great. Happy for you. Yeah. Um, so hashtag Jeep life. Yeah, I love Jeep life so far. Good. Love it. And I'm finally getting Jeep Wrangler people to wave back to me. Oh, good. I, it's yes. like you're in the club. I'm finally made it. It's with a few. Some are still dicks around Blessings. here, but that's our town. I yeah, think that it's is full of yep. dicks. <laughs> Good be. Um, I'm going to give a Patreon shout out. We have a new Patreon that is a Momoa, and it is the Colonel. Amy oh, Kern. Oh, my God. She is a dear friend. Um, clearly not that much of a friend to take so long to join our Patreon. Yeah, bitch. And she's a friend of Kim Pankow. <laughs> and Kim Pankow, when you come visit Amy, we'll all hang out. Yes. And um, Sarah Hanley said she would come too, and I hope she does. Yes. And um, we can hang out. But Colonel, I'm going to give you a Momoa shout out. 
you deserve it hardcore we love you so much we do and love thank you thank you for listening she she's a faithful listener oh my and god she must, randy, i'm sorry randy randy's is biting randy is biting during our shout out for the colonel oh colonel you are she's a wonderful person and would literally give you the shirt she off would. her back mainly just to show off her cans her giant tits but, but she would do it yeah. out of kindness too she would. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Why is why he is sucks he doing so that? Because he sucks. He sucks so bad. He's <laughs> supposed to be your loving Oh, he pet. was literally just cuddling <gasps> me up and then ripped my ripped apart. So now I look like I failed at suicide again. Again. Oh. Uh, well, anyway, Colonel. Colonel. All right. So we're going to add a Momoa in. I right? like. Let's think of this Momoa as somebody put that picture of him carrying the tree that was me oh yeah. that was a hot ass picture he's just so handsome okay this is what he's saying to you right now Amy. right now don't count on a batman wasn't that a delight oh my god he's so hot he is ho 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 jason mo 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 lisa bonet sure has a great picker god she does she her got picker Lenny is advanced and- yeah and our pickers are like broken shitty wrong Pick- yeah non-existent really oh they're very i mean we have a picker it's just absolutely terrible oh we have them yeah terrible they're um but we're not in the same gene pool land as hollywood so her face is always so shiny well i feel like she's had some injection like she just looks like she's glowing i feel though when you have botox a lot you shine because your skin and if is you're stretched. doing Jason Momoa, well, yeah, she's happy. Too. I bet, very happy. <sighs> wow. Oh Lord! Well, thanks, Amy. And, and we have a few other shout-outs. I'm going to say first off, the podcast life. Um, I was amazed, and still am amazed at everybody. Other podcasters are actually. St- super supportive i know like really supportive there isn't really any even though there's like 200 billion million podcasts there Mm -hmm. really isn't competition between i mean i haven't noticed but i i I guess i don't pay attention we're so lower tier that why would anyone care um but everybody so far that we've met that has a podcast has been like extremely yeah. helpful and as you're rising up everybody grabs as many podcasts as they can to like bring up right. with them yeah and it's i don't know any other job that does that really um, i don't know there has to be some but i mean our we're just job, in a we're in a non-competitive job though right to, really yes. i mean we are yeah so we don't really understand it's like if you're in a puddle yeah. of shit with everybody else we're all like you're all in the puddle right. of shit yeah. together yeah um but this i just have been completely blown away by how wonderful other podcasters are um and it's a fun thing to do i guess maybe people are happy when they're doing it and they're but everyone is yeah. so generous and I mean, so supportive. It's insane. Like, so happy for everybody, for everything, every accomplishment. One of our biggest cheerleaders, I mean, just that's so incredible, is Brad, who is a lawyer and himself has a wonderful podcast that is really great because it covers a lot of kind of genres of um, true crime, but paranormal. I mean, all that kind of stuff that I really 
like. Yes. Um, and it is called Killin' Missin' Hidden. So if you just um, do KMH podcast, you can follow. So if you could listen to him and subscribe and give him any support you can, he has been, again, like we said, a huge cheerleader for us. We have done some summer, you know, where we do like mm-hmm. a pod fest and he's put together, put together all this stuff. And he has been so, he's been a cheerleader for us almost the entire time. And he's one of the kindest people that I've really never met <laughs> in person, <laughs> but I hope to someday. Yeah. Um, but amazing. So if you could listen to him, if you don't already, I know we've mentioned him before, but just that would be so great. Yes. And another podcast that you might really like, I've been listening to her a lot. I really like her and I've been listening for like four years, really. And I've said it before is Once Upon a Crime, mm-hmm. Esther Ludlow, and she did it all by herself for a long time. So now I think she has like a team and everything, but she just, I think, does a really, really, really good job. And her topics are always fascinating to me. And it's true crime stories, but she'll have categories. Like she'll do three like terrible mothers. And she'll do like, I think she did like Susan Smith, that dumb bitch who drove her two God, kids into the lake. Yes. Um, and she just said she does such a great job. And she was also, I think, a therapist or some sort of um, psychologist. So she really has an empathy and understanding of the mental health. Yeah. Which I think, too, if you do a true, like Brad is a lawyer, yeah. he understands all the crime. He understands the crime. You have to kind of, I think, we understand the mental health because we are mentally ill. Correct. So we come yeah. in from that side. <laughs> we have the experience. We have the experience um, as patients, um, the severe mental ill. And also of the wives. The of wives of severe mental ill. Husbands. We've yeah. had terrible, horrible husbands. Our current husbands are passable. Our past husbands no are terrible yeah like maybe a, one of our past husbands took out someone's retirement and gambled it at Mystic maybe Lake one whole night yeah maybe yeah maybe that kind that of happened. stuff maybe happened um that still makes someone angry violently <laughs> angry <laughs> but what can you do um and of course our beloved cat kramer we want to thank you because she Jesus sent a package and she just seems to always know. First of all, she knows us so well. Second, she seems to know, you know, when we need a little bit of a boost mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> in our lives. She sent the, we're going to, I have pictures of everything. A punching bag for your desk. I mean, how, what more <laughs> could I ever need? The cutest socks, coffee, treats, candy, stickers, mm-hmm. just the cutest things ever. And then gifts for Phil and Jamie that deal with the incredible stench that these two produce. <laughs> Horrific stench. And Jamie opened his and enjoyed it, but then forgot to use it and went into the bathroom and it destroyed it again. No! Um, so I'm going to have to keep it in there for him to use because yeah. that's, a, that's a death stench yeah. that really shouldn't come out of a healthy person. No. No, something's happening. Yeah, Something they, they went in there and rotted and it's not coming out. themselves as so healthy. Yeah, and, and that stink is not stinks. bad. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's you can't be healthy and have that kind of a smell. No, I don't Mm-mm. think so. Nope. So thank you to all these people. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Kat, we will, we're going to give you a special little 
honor with your pictures and stuff too on our social media because yeah. we yeah. love you so much. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So what's your uh, funny fucker from our Facebook? Um, I, Facebook I just, funny as a, I said I loved seeing all the Santa's dicks for Christmas. Yeah. And just everyone's from our Patreon Secret Santa, everyone enjoying their gifts and getting along in this group of the people that would never know, know each, each other. other. And now we're together and all best friends. And it makes yeah. me so happy that I just can't believe it. I only fucked it up a little bit, too. Yeah. But I mean, otherwise, it, everyone, it was me that you fucked. It was you so that I that's, fucked over. At least that's fine. So, so. I had a good laugh about yeah. that. But of then, course. yeah, everything was great. And that was so fun. Um, my shout out this week goes to my friend, Allison. Allison Crawl posted... Um, the fucking Santas holding small children looking like they were high on Jankum yeah. meth and smoked a shit ton of weed right. and held small children's or were wearing masks. Horrifying masks. That and your child would say, Mom, why are you handing me no. off to this walking clown nightmare? This the, there were inappropriate Santas and I can't believe that wearing Santa masks was a thing. No. I, I, what's wrong with people from the 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s? These parents were also high on Jinkum and nobody cared because nobody knew the trauma you were giving your children in the 70s at all because everybody was a booze hound and watching um, Days of Our Lives all day and what? watching sports why were they wearing masks <laughs> like a plastic mask well because fucked it, up face. it was your drunk neighbor you gave three dollars to to come over and entertain the kids and he looked like a fucking walking monster from hell no and then in a inappropriate clothing that's either too baggy or too tight and not santa wouldn't wear that santa is classy and santa is not horrifying Santa enjoys children (laughs) my favorite is the one where the guy i think he has like a red nose it looks like a cloud nose but then it looked like it was he just used a mop for his oh yeah beard and then he tied it in a ponytail and then it was hanging like a mop. And the girl was like, fuck this in no. the picture. She and wasn't was even going a near him. Mop. No. And then he had like clown Eugene Levy. I, 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 I don't browse. know what people I don't were know. thinking. I laughed so hard. Oh my God. Uh, so hard. Oh, no. It, it's terrifying. It's scream more that you would scream if you were a child and saw that you would scream and cry. The best is that I know Alice how hard Allison was laughing, and so I. Oh my when god! She you posted could just it. Picture yeah. that Santa sitting there and kids looking yeah. and going, "Holy shit!" They're all clearly drunk, drunks from a dumpster. Oh, yeah. they hired. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then who are the new members from Africa, Sarah? There were a bunch that joined our group because we are way up on the charts in South Africa and Ghana. And I never saw any of them come in. Where was I? I don't know. Oh, you're so fast. You get to them like. Well, I don't know. They were there in the middle of the night. I woke oh. up and there's like 34 well, of them. You always wake up in the middle of the I night because of your yeah. insomnia. Yeah. Did, um, did you, oh, yeah. And then what about Krista Elder posting those weird knitted masks oh that's horrible too 
Who would do Those that? Those were hysterical too. But who is making that and putting it on know. a child? And then <laughs> they want to have friends over. The friends are going to be like, fuck you. You're weird. I'm a child of the 70s and someone wore that. I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Stacy didn't even wear that shit. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, you would just get the shit beaten out of you. You would just be bullied the rest of your life but it it was in teenagers weekly magazine nobody no teenager did (laughs) no one they're so funny i mean unless this was like a fucked halloween party you're going to no they're skiing absolutely no ski poles Mm -hmm. no oh i loved it okay anyway um we love y'all um, yes, yeah, so 2006 oh. is when our oh. story begins. It sure does. We are watching, for everyone who hates our talking beforehand, good grief, we're starting now, um, 24 minutes in, <laughs> we watched a show called The Devil Speaks. He sure does. Very dramatic. I enjoyed this show, too, because it had the reenactments, it had the real interviews, and it had a lot of real footage. I, I knew that yeah. you loved that because, yeah, because there was a ton of the uh, 911 calls yes. and the actual interrogation. I just like that yeah. to see yeah. the real thing, because yeah. then I'll just Google it immediately yeah. after if I yeah. if they don't. Yeah. Now, it wasn't the acting wasn't as terrible. There was no. some it almost was too well done for yeah. us, our quality. Because um, we couldn't make fun of anyone, really. Yeah, but the story was so fucked that it was intriguing. Oh my god, I got whiplash like yeah. thirty times. Yes. So this episode is called "Set Me Free," and on Discovery Plus, there's really only one season, so you can find it. It's like five or six or something. What's the show called again? The Devil. Oh yeah, Speaks. the Devil Speaks. So it's very dramatic. There is a lot of drama to add it in. Yeah. But you don't really need it for this episode because it's fucked. No. 2006. We've had a 2006 and it was a really boring ass year. Yeah. I felt. The music I remember talking yeah. about all these. And you hated it. Was it. So bad. Yeah. Except for Amy Winehouse rehab. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Uh, the world's first face transplant happened in France for a woman named Isabel who was mauled by her dog. Her dog ate her nose, her lips, and her chin. And so she got a partial face transplant. And I believe it's still on, I think. What? Um, absolutely thought, horrible. Didn't that happen? Didn't a chimpanzee rip? Yes, or and that was 2009. Oh. I literally had just read this story. Um, Travis was the chimp. Travis was purchased by this couple in California because Travis's okay. mom was in a circus and Travis's mom escaped, ended up being shot. And so infant Travis was sold to this couple for $50,000. They bought Travis and raised Travis in their home in California um, as a son. Like as a human son. Oh. And so they had one daughter as well. A real? A real daughter, a not human a chimp daughter. daughter. Okay. And okay. everyone in town knew, oh, there's Travis, because they would bring Travis, like their son, to grocery store, to Target, everywhere they went. Travis came. And one occurrence of Travis being a dick was he just 
at a stoplight in the middle of town, got out, un- got him, unbuckled his seatbelt because he could get himself in the car, un- got out of the car and just rolled around in the middle of the intersection for two hours and no one could get him <laughs> back in the car. He finally got in the car. So this was after Travis was like 15. Um, the woman who owned Travis, her daughter had died t- two years previous, I think, in a car accident, which was tr- horrifically oh traumatizing God. as it would be and her husband died of cancer the year before or the year after her daughter died so is this her and the monkey so she her husband when he was dying said bring travis to a sanctuary i i do not want you alone with travis in the house you can't handle travis yourself and she promised and that she couldn't get rid of travis because travis was her son and she had lost her daughter and she they said her and Travis just spent a year as shut-ins together in her house, and she just started getting weirder and weirder in her, you know, because, I mean, she slept in the same bed with Travis. Travis ate with her. Um, I mean, did everything. Travis was, like, to her, her son, like, her real son. Jesus Christ. So then Travis one day was acting really off. She said he was acting really, really weird, um, just being really anxious um, so she just could tell something was off with him. So she crushed up some Xanax and put it in a drink for him. And so then he went out in the yard and was being a fucker. And she called her friend over that had babysat for Travis on and off when she would go out of town. So Travis knew her. This friend literally was coming from the salon, had her hair dyed completely a different color and cut because her daughter's wedding was like the next weekend. So she came with a Tickle Me Elmo, thinking Travis would like it. <laughs> oh my Travis, God, this story yeah. just keeps getting worse. She gets out of the car, and whoever the, Travis's mom was said, you know, try to get him into the fucking house. He's not going in the house. He's being a dick. And so she shakes the Tickle Me Elmo. Travis, then the, she described he did like the run on all yeah. four. Like you yeah. can picture the Trump yeah. running on all four. Got up, to, got in her face, stood up on his hind legs. And that's when... I forget her name, Travis's mom, started screaming, Travis, no, before he did anything. She knew in his body language yeah. that something was seriously yeah. wrong. And he took that woman, threw her twice against her car. I mean, chimpanzees have the strength They're of like, like superhuman yeah. strength. Yeah. Threw her to the ground and proceeded to eat her face. Oh my God, he ate it? Yes. He then tore off both of her hands. And it was pounding, like pummeling her. And so what, Linda, I don't know. Mom goes in, gets a butcher knife, the biggest butcher knife from the kitchen, comes and stabs Travis three times in the back. Doesn't do anything. But she said Travis stood up, looked at her like, Mom, why are you doing this? No. And then she got the phone, ran into her car, locked it because she knew now she was next. Yeah. She called 911 and you can hear, listen to this 911 call and she is screaming and every, she's like, my, the, he's eating her. My monkey is attacking, you know, whatever. She said, my chimp is attacking her And the 911 call and police thought she was kidding. And they were like, man, thought she was like a drunk until they heard Travis screaming like, in the background and then she said he's eating her she kept screaming it so then this one cop comes who they just call and say apparently there's an animal thing at this house so he knew travis he pulls up this is travis's house he sees travis on all hind legs all worried travis sees him pull up goes to his car and the guy said travis was covered in oh my god his own blood her blood from she was he ate her nose ate her lips ate her face 
tore out her eyes, tore off her eyelids, and literally pulled out all her skin, all her scalp, her and she hair. She still survived. She lived. She literally was like a skull. He pulled off all the flesh off her fucking face, um, and her arms, her her hands. He tore off. And so he was covered in blood. Travis pounds on his passenger door and he was like, holy fucking shit. He, Travis runs around to his driver door and opens it. And yeah, the cop said it, get in. he forgot yeah. he had it fucking open and didn't lock it. He had just enough time. Like Travis looked at him and screamed with his fangs and he shot Travis four times. Travis walked back inside the house and died in his cage in no. his bedroom. And he walks then and sees mom in the car, hysterical, crying, like totally traumatized. And then he just said, I saw all these fingers in the grass, fingers, fingers, fingers. And then he went up and he said, I saw a dead body. And then she reached for him with her handless arm and was like trying to jab at his leg. She couldn't see because her fate, her eyes were ripped out. So she was taken to the EMTs, took her to the hospital and he, that cop, the EMTs and every hospital worker that day had mandatory counseling because they were so traumatized. I mean, this story is like a nightmare. You can read like, like a whole article that's so well done on it. Um, and then the woman died of, I don't know what she died of, but um, not, I, mean, I the just woman, looked it up. Mom died. The, her name was Sandra. Sandra died. Um, she had an aneurysm. The woman whose face was ripped off survived and no one could believe how she survived. And she was on Oprah. So if you remember, I, I watched that right. Oprah. She also got a face transplant. But she her adi- she just wanted to be able to see her daughter get married. And now she couldn't because her eyeballs were torn out of her face. But her attitude is pretty much like, oh, you know, like stuff, bad stuff happens sometimes. No. Like she's just kind of like, yeah, that's life goes on so she's blind yeah well she's blind she has no eyes yeah she has no eyes but she got a face transplant and a hand transplant but then she got pneumonia so they had to take the hands off because the bacteria from the pneumonia was stuck are you fucking kidding me but i think she still has the new face oh no i i don't know i I remember watching that Oprah and having night, like just being so traumatized. And then every time I look at a chimp, I'm just like, no, fucker. No, thank Even you. though you are cute, I would never be alone no. with you after that. And they said, now Xanax can calm, but Xanax also causes extreme rage and agitation, which obviously it's not meant for chimpanzees, but that's what it caused. <laughs> like, and I'm sure Travis was just, he's a wild animal. Well, but he's fucking pissed his name is Travis, well, too. Yes, of course. Jesus. And something about that fucking, she said that fucking Tickle Me Elmo set him off. And then he didn't recognize yeah. the lady because her hair was different. And he thought this woman was doing something like in at his house and he was protecting his house. And then all of a sudden, but I'm sure he was in like a hate, rage, hate. Now, I mean, he would have had to been put down because after he eats a human, you can't. You you can't be alive. But she just said, he was my son. My son died today. That's what she kept saying. It's like, well, he ate your friend. Lady. Oh, my God. That's fucking wild. Um, But that was 2009. (laughs) Oh, um, something but else there was a face transplant in 2006 from a dog and she got her dog in her face how about that y'all yeah we just learned about travis i know so you can look up about travis it's no thanks fucked. no thank you <laughs> um but also fucked in 2006 do you remember reverend ted haggard 
No. This dick was also on Oprah. Um, he had to resign as leader of Colorado's mega church. He had been leader of the mega church, and I'm sure he gave away all his earnings to the poor yeah. as a man of God should, but I don't think he did. Mm. Um, he was guilty, he said, of sexually immoral conduct. What's immoral about his conduct? He was gay. What? <laughs> he called it sexually immoral. I'm like, so having a sex with a man that makes you sexually immoral? Um, then I this guess I'm real? sexually yes. So what is his name? His name is Ted Haggard. So Ted Haggard got caught um shockingly uh paying for male prostitutes and meth. <laughs> and meth? Yeah, he was a meth head. <laughs> But he said his sexual immoral immorality. I'm like, no, it's not immoral. You're just gay, honey, and you can be gay. You don't have to um, pay male prostitutes. You can have a boyfriend if you right. really want. You can have a husband. But if your church doesn't like who you are, you dumb fucker, then maybe you are a dumb fucker. And it, I, don't, it is immoral for me to have relations with Jamie. That's why I offer citizens arrest and. <laughs> tell him to get lost but i mean what a fucking dick so the only reason he came forward is because his male prostitute of choice mike jones of three years was fucking pissed because haggard was totally against same-sex marriage in colorado and he was petitioning for it big time in his church and mike jones went came forward and said guess what this bitch is on meth and I've been railing him for three years. So he had to resign. And then he was on Oprah as a whole, like crying. I'm sorry, whatever. And Oprah looked at him like he was just like the weirdest fucker ever. You're not um, sorry. I mean, it's not what? sorry. And you would have kept doing it if you weren't caught. And it's not, you just are gay. It right. There's anything right. wrong with it. You stupid asshole. Right. And maybe you just shouldn't be a leader of a church because you're a huge asshole that lies and does meth and pre does not practice what you preach. Right. But again, I'm not shocked. But that dumb asshole. Yeah, it's it's rough. I mean, you can there are other denominations of churches where you can be gay and lead a church yeah and maybe not have then you don't have to you lie like a complete... about it you can just be you and be accepted yeah. oh but really he his church wasn't that kind and he was a dick for saying he was like at all these camps i'm looking it up right now and say like uh, where they try to change gay well, he who kids. protests too much yeah whatever. is that shakespeare or is that the bible um, i don't know but he's still married to a woman? Oh, please. Is he really? Lady, come on. Yes. Lady, go get a husband that's not gay. No, they still are married. Or maybe a gay husband is the way to go. Maybe. I mean, this woman has been humiliated across the globe and she stays married to this dick. Um, wow. Oh, lady, go fuck yourself, too. Mm, yep. Oh, my God. Sorry. All right. Well, All right. Ted, yeah. uh, what, that was in 2006. Times have changed. Times but have changed, thank goodness. But a dick there was is still another a dick. huge dick in 2006. Let's hear about oh, these massive fuckers. dick. Yep. 
All right, so we're going to go back a little bit to 2004, and we're going to the lovely town of Pierre, South Dakota. Have you been there? <laughs> it's so lovely. It is lovely, I'm uh, sure. I've yeah. probably, I don't think I have. Do you drive through it when we go no. to, from here to Walt, to um, Mount Rushmore? No. Okay, so then I really probably never have. No. We've made the trek to Mount Rushmore from yeah, here. Yeah, no. You stop at Waldrug, which yeah. is a child's gift shop dream. And buy shit. And then you go to yeah. Mount Rushmore you, and come back. Okay. You don't go to Pierre. No. Um, now, we see a reenactment of a family in a car, a mom, a dad, and a little girl. And yeah. it's kind of packed with stuff. The little girl is in the back. Well, she's like 11. And she has these nerdy glasses. And she's yeah. holding her kitty she in her like, lap. Yes. And I immediately bonded with this girl i felt for this girl a thousand percent minute one so the little girl is Haley ria and we see her reel her as an adult and she is telling a large part of this story she says that she grew up in billings montana her family lived in billings montana for probably i mean she's 11 so her entire life and before Mm -hmm. um her parents had been married like 14 years at that point. They moved to South Dakota because dad got a job as a manager of Walmart. Yeah. Now they have to have Walmarts in Montana. So it must've been like a manager job. That was a big raise or must've been. Why, why would you move your family 10, nine, 10 hours? I don't know. For something when there's probably a Walmart in your town, but it must've been like, a big position. So I can understand that if it's a lot more money and you really, you know, have to do it. But when you yank your only child out of, you know, her, her whole life. Right. And all of her friends, that's hard. She was sad. She was devastated. Now I'm noticing in the reenactment that the mom and dad actually kind of look normal. Mom has a Mm -hmm. bit of a He-Man wig without the bangs. Mm -hmm. Um, Haley's glasses are a little bit fucked. Um, but yeah. that was, yeah. I think that's, they were just... It's a sign of the times. Yes, exactly. Yep. Um, but Haley talks about how this was just, to her, a huge inconvenience because her all of her mom's family that she loved, they were in Wyoming and she would spend her summers with them. They really saw them a lot, her grandma and grandpa. Yes. Um, she was very close to them. And of course, all your friends, your school, I mean everything so now she's about eight or nine hours from everything she knows and a move for any kid is really really hard right but you know what sometimes you just that's what you got to do for your family and you got to do it you, you know follow and, where right walmart takes you walmart was calling yep but Haley's really sad and tammy promises Haley that they are going to call grandma every day and in outside information they do which leads us oh, to okay. every morning, like clockwork, grandma was called. Um, wow. Which kind of leads to other okay. things. But I didn't do any outside research, kind of so you'll little. have to tell me. Um, and she said, in the summer, we'll still go and hang out all summer with grandma and grandpa. If that's what you want to do, you know, we're going to do that. It makes her feel a little bit better. Right. So dad is now the manager, and I hope it's the top manager and not just a manager, because I'm like, right, again, right. sir, whatever. Haley discusses or tells us that her dad was always working, um, that he was very quiet, but he also seemed to be a pretty involved 
dad when he wasn't working. Now, in outside information, again, he was working um, 80 to 100 hours a week. At Walmart? Yes. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Um, So that is kind of a drag. Yeah. um, If your husband is literally gone more than he's home. Right. Now, the reenactment, they're driving in the car. Um, Mom says to Haley, and while Dad's working, we can, you know, go shopping for clothes for you for school. I'm assuming at the Walmart. Um, And Dad goes, don't give her any ideas. I'm going to have to work even more shifts like a fucking super nerd. Um, Mom says, well, there's probably not going to be any other stores around here anyway. And dad says, thanks for the support. And she says, lighten up. And you kind of see Haley looking at him like, okay, the fighting What's happening? has started. Yeah. So there's some arguments and fighting. You can tell Tammy's a little bit pissed as well right, that right. she has to move to this town mm-hmm. where she doesn't know anybody or anything either. You see, now they flash a real photo of Brad and Tammy and Haley, Rhea. Um, Daya could not be in the picture. Sorry. <laughs> The cat? Yeah, Daya was the cat. <laughs> oh no. So I'm just gonna go to super hell again. Okay. <laughs> now what I wrote is that Brad is total nerd. I wrote dork. I wrote dink. I wrote wiener. <laughs> um in outside information, Brad was five seven and weighed mm-hmm. 120 pounds. I Five seven that. and 120 <laughs> pounds. I never weighed 120 pounds, oh. even ever. No, never have I once. Maybe for a short How, time. You are a man and you weigh 120 pounds, and you're five seven. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm five nine, five eight. Yeah, I, I would be a skeleton if I was 120 pounds. He's, he was a slight looking man. I'm. You don't necessarily have to have a husband that can carry you or be brawny or big. No. But if you can clearly carry your husband in your backpack when you're camping, (laughs) that is odd. (laughs) What is this man doing? Is he not eating? Oh. I don't know. He's working. I I guess he's he's working 100 hours a week. He can't eat. My God. Just lift a... Two pound weight once know. in a while. I can't. Tammy and Brad had been married for 14 years. Um, in the picture, I thought Tammy was very lovely. Haley, again, stole my heart. Yes. I mean, she, she I just, didn't think they were bad looking. No. They I mean, they all, bad. except for Brad, who looked like a nerd in it, clearly. Yeah, is, but it, he wasn't they, like. We're super unattractive. Right. No, you're right. It would have just been like, oh, night. You know, you looked at that picture. Nothing would have stood out like, not like last week. Right. Right. This was a very normal um, picture. Yeah. We see old photos of Tammy again. She's a very lovely woman. Um, Again, like Haley just looks like the cutest little kid, like awkward stage, whatever. But I just adored her. we see Tammy's friend, Holly Hubble, yeah, who had um, the Kate plus eight hair. Yeah, she did. The short. Um, the short long. 
the short cape. Let's say hair with the spikes in the back, yeah. like the porcupine do. And the long in the front. Yeah. yeah. Um, a porcupine would even not ask for that haircut, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy's friend Holly um, said Tammy was really excited to marry Brad. She was really excited to have be married and have kids and everything was really in the beginning seemed to be really great. Baby Haley was great. She was a wonderful mom, loved Haley. Uh, Haley and said that she was really close with her Mm -hmm. mother. Haley, of course, is the only child. I mean, just like Rachel's an only child. So when you have that, like you get 100% of your mother's attention and focus and everything. So she, Haley knew she was her mom's entire world. And Haley's mom, Tammy, was Haley's entire world. Right. They were very, very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the next year, Haley, they settle in to Pierre. Um, but the narrator says that there is some growing tension. Because dad's working, again, 80 to 100 hours a week, that's going to put a kink in family time and marriage time. So Tammy's pretty much a single mom. Um, Brad's knowing God knows fucking what. Um, the reenactment now we see Brad and Tammy in the kitchen. It's a year and a half after their move. They sit Haley down at the kitchen table and say, Tammy says, Haley, we're getting a divorce. And she just really spits it out. I know. Uh, uh, Haley, we're getting a divorce. And Haley like, is okay. devastated. And real Haley says... Um, that she was compl- so upset and said, they didn't tell me why, but she says, looking back as an adult, now I see all the things that I wish I would have realized, but she was young. And of course, when you're young, you don't know that. And if no. you're an only child and you really don't have right. many friends at the time to go to a friend's house and say, oh, your dad doesn't scream at your mom or whatever your dad's here to eat with you or if you're in a house of yelling it might be weird when you go to someone else's house and there's not yelling you know you don't notice that stuff until you see it enough in other people to know maybe yours is weird or different or your friends is weird or different um mom promises Haley so Tammy says Haley nothing's gonna really change that much because you don't really see your dad right now anyway except maybe on the weekends and you would see him on the weekends Mm -hmm. I'm still gonna be here for you we're still gonna be living in this house you know nothing's really gonna change so that seemed to reassure her a lot like things are gonna be okay um but she was still really upset we get to February 8th 2006 they're all still in the same house, so the divorce hasn't happened yet. Um, so this was probably after this announcement, not very long. Yeah, I think um, a few like days. They were just trying something. to like figure yeah. figure out where out. people were going to go. Yeah, it's the morning. Haley goes to the kitchen before school. Brad's in the kitchen. He's all fucking chipper. And he says, hey, honey, what do you want for breakfast? And the first words out of Haley's mouth are, where is mom? Haley, an outside information in an interview with Haley, she asked her dad, where is mom? And she had made sure she checked every square inch of that house for mom before she came in and asked her dad 
because she just wanted she to see what he would say if he said she was in another room yeah. she would know no she's not because i looked and i don't know what that means she just said that's what she had done so i don't know if she had already was just looking i think she was just so close to her mom she doesn't even think she's going to talk to her dad or maybe she didn't even think her dad was there and she went to her mom's room and her mom wasn't there and she right. checked another room and another room and another room right. so by the time she, well, had, she had, actually, had to call grandma right apparently yes grandma not yeah. being called is what actually set all this into now into motion so Haley had looked all over for her mom um the garage even had Tammy's black Dodge Durango was still in the garage. And she said, again, where is mom? And Brad said, you know what, honey? She's probably at her boyfriend's house. So again, dad, that's not how you, Dick. that's not what you say to your child no. at all. No, nope. you don't spring it on her like that. You don't, first off, as close, you would know as close as those two are, she wouldn't just leave and not tell her where she right. was going ever. Haley Adult in an interview says she was very shocked. She did not know that her mom had a boyfriend, but she's more shocked to say if my mom was with my, her boyfriend, she would tell me she was with him. She yeah. would not leave me or not be here and not tell me where she was. So she already is having a really, she's super confused. Mm -hmm. Where is my mom? And that's all she's thinking of. At 1032 a.m. the same day, police get a 911 call from... Um, a man wanting to say Tammy Rhea is missing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's a bad, it is a bad last it's name. Really bad. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Now we, we see Detective David Dejabe, I think it was. Yeah. Dejabe. Dejabe. He says Pierre was very safe. Apparently not, Dick. No. But again, because nobody really goes there i think um, that's why it's safe and we see detective troy swenson who I won my heart him. yes Me too. he will win everybody's heart oh but troy. he says it's a really quiet low crime rate town again because nobody goes right there we hear a bit of the real 911 call and the caller is a sir named brian <laughs> clark I did not see a real picture of Brian, Brian you Clark. You I'm going to have okay. to look one up. But he's portrayed in the reenactments by a mega nerd. So I want to think <laughs> so Tammy's bad. picker was off. Yeah. Which it was. Yes. Yeah. It was off. Brian Clark is reporting her missing. And the 911 caller says, um, can you just come in and fill a report? And he agrees. So Brian Clark, who is he? He's assistant manager at the local Kmart. Uh, Tammy. Walmart. Yeah. Kmart. Competition. Tammy works at this Kmart as a employee, mm -hmm. I guess. And she was supposed to be at work. And it is a half an hour after her start time. But she's not there. Police thought, well, why is the manager calling the fucking cops and doing a missing person report because right. an employee is a half an hour late is fucking weird. Now what, um, Andy thought it was odd that, yeah, with just such a short time, what is going on? Brian says on nine one one, um, uh, foul play could be suspected here. And that's his reason for calling nine one one. And the nine one one operator says, why sir supposed sir, 
there's a very long pause and Brian says, hopefully this is discreet. No, Dick. It's on every show after that, all over the internet. <laughs> Everybody and knows. He says, me and her, oh, me mm-hmm. and her have been having an affair. I, her husband did find out. Um, her husband's name is Brad Ria. Brad Dyer. <laughs> <laughs> um, he spells the name and they say, sir, can you come to the station to file a report? And he does. Now, where grandma comes in is because grandma called that morning like she does every single morning. And Tammy did not answer the phone. Grandma became worried and thought, well, maybe she had to go into work earlier. Grandma calls her work and they said, Tammy doesn't work here anymore. Um, And then called Kmart where she does work. And Tammy wasn't there. Grandma got upset, called back asked to speak to the manager and Brian Clark answered the phone and grandma said, where is Tammy? And Brian, Brian said, well, she's supposed to be here. And she said, well, she's not at home. She's not anywhere. I'm her, you know, she always calls me. Something's wrong. And then that's where Brian, then she, grandma says, I'm going to call the police. And Brian said, Nope, I'll call them right now. And so that's kind of what happened that they didn't Mm -hmm. show in the show, but that call to grandma every morning that Tammy promised Haley is what actually got started. Okay. Brian comes right down to the police. The reenactment, Brian Clark is a power dink. <laughs> <laughs> he is a balding glasses yeah. wearing. Um, I don't see any kind of sexual prowess. Um, maybe he's just kind. You know what? And sometimes that is enough yes. for an attraction. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Maybe he's packing something that we weren't aware of. I don't know. But how would you? How would you find that? that out? Unless yeah. he wears tight pants. Um, I don't know. I, I was confused with her choice, but you know mm-hmm. what? Maybe they had some chemistry. Police. Um, he comes, files a report, and leaves. Police are thinking, "What the hell?" Usually, missing persons are not reported by the boyfriend; they're reported by the husband. Usually, we find out about the affair after we're digging, and now the first thing we know is this affair. So it's like all backwards. The police are just like we're getting all this information in the wrong order. Usually, they decide to go find Brad at Walmart. They talk to Brad and he says he hasn't seen her since last night. Um, He does admit that there is some marital trouble and police say, could she be at home right now packing up her clothes? And Brad said, yeah, she could. So the police go to Brad, the police with Brad go to his house. Brad signs a waiver that they can search his house right away. Um, police get the keys from him and they go straight to the garage. Now, what they didn't show in this show that I got from outside information is that a cop had already gone to the house before they even talked to Brad and looked in all the windows, looked in the garage and saw that blood was leaking out of the Durango. And he was pretty sure it was blood. And he was pretty sure there was blood stains on like the stepping boards or whatever and a pool of blood under yeah. the Durango. So they already knew about blood possibly in the garage. So that's why they went there right away because he could, Brad could yank the permission at any time. So they just wanted as much time as they could in the garage where they already spotted blood. Okay. They go in there and yes, there is a p- blood is dripping from the door mm-hmm. and our officer or detective Swenson, who we liked said it was like dripping still at like mm-hmm. a drip every 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. So this is still dripping at like 11 
at like noon, really. Right. Um, from the night. So that's so much blood was in this Durango. It's on the floor. They're taking pictures. They take samples of the blood. There's blood, I mean, really all over the whatever that is, board, boards. The foot boards yeah. or running boards? Running know. boards. Yeah. Okay. They open the car door and it's they just get knocked on their assholes by the strong <laughs> smell of bleach. Um, their buttholes were blown. Their buttholes were blown across the street by bleach. Probably there is all the way down to Rapid City. Yeah. Yep. And then right to Mount Rushmore just through or Deadwood, and they yeah. they land <laughs> on Wild Bill Hickok's <laughs> grave, and then they look up Calamity Jane, yeah. and they go, "Oh boy, she weren't a looker." <laughs> um, Blood is all over the inside of the Durango. Yeah, it was like everywhere. Pink. It was pink. Yeah, and shit. The carpet was smeared like you could tell someone was cleaning blood up. Yeah, but there is blood everywhere. So they have to get an official search warrant to be able to test. Meanwhile, Haley is at school, losing her mind, wondering where her mother is, oh knowing my God, something this is was wrong. This was incredibly yeah. heartbreaking. Police pull Haley out of class into the office and interview her there this poor girl she is all by herself as well talking to the police but it is detective swenson who seems to be extremely empathetic yeah um and had a great bond with her at first i thought he looked kind of weird but then i didn't i thought it was mean he to was, judge him but he i think because he was, he was crying the, he cried the whole episode oh my god i loved him yeah he just says, I'm going to record this. And she's just, I don't fucking care what you do. Like, she's a wreck, you know. He, and she says, I was smart enough to know if the police are here, something's really wrong. Right. You know, she right. knew that. And they said they've contacted all of t- her mom's friends and family. They still can't find her mom. They don't know where her mom is. Um, They just ask her questions about, you know, your mom and dad are they fighting and she's like no are they you know is stuff going on she's like no yeah she said they really don't fight yeah and she's not that i know of i mean the dad's never home really you know so um they tell her detective swanson swenson promises he'll find her mother which he shouldn't do i think but you know it kind of reassured her a little bit he found her um brad Ria is brought in for an interview and they show real video from this fucked interview. David Dejabe is interviewing him and he has a massive bald spot on the back of his head and I I, could not get over it. No, it was like a friar's. Yes. That's what it looks like. Friar Tuck or whatever. Yeah, around. He was Friar Tuck drag. Yes. They tell Brad, hey, bitch, do you know why there might be blood <laughs> soaked all over your wife's Durango in your fucking garage? I mean, I in, in more professional terms. Don't know. Brad just says, I don't know. And they say um, he kind of was surprised that blood was found. But I want to say, what's he cited? I mean, because blood was fucking everywhere. They said, do you know why it reeks like fucking bleach in the Durango? And he didn't respond. He didn't say He anything. didn't remember ever using Right. He bleach. just doesn't understand. That's my he, wife's job. Yep. He d- 
doesn't really have an answer for them. And he can't explain why there's blood there. He just doesn't know why. Brad's story is this, that he finally got home from work at 1030 p.m. What the hell? That's a long ass day, Brad. What a horrible life. Yeah. Oh, later that night. Now, what he had said in outside information is that around 2 a.m. He hears a vehicle pull into the driveway. He looks out the window. There's Tammy and her Durango. She hops out. Hops that in. bitch Tammy yep, started bitch calling her. Tammy. There's that bitch Tammy. Hops into another vehicle and that vehicle takes off. And so Brad says, hell no. And he gets into Tammy's vehicle instead of his own truck. So I want to know, like, what did you? Do you have a spare set of keys? Did you know where the keys were? Because I would never know where spare keys were I feel in my like house. Some people might be more organized Maybe. than we. Um, did you change? Were you in pajamas? Right. Or did you just wear pajamas like right. me 24 7? Right. And you just go out in right. pajamas? I don't know. I, like, I would have had more follow up questions, but maybe they did. Yeah. Now, the cop said, Why did you take Tammy's car, not yours again? And he said, The Durango is faster and more maneuverable. And the police are look at him like, You are a fucking dork. And they kind of laugh. They were constantly looking at each other and laughing at his answers. Yeah, they're like, uh, are you expecting because to go on a high Because they just knew this guy's bi- chase. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, oh, no. Oh, no. But then Tammy's car, I guess the reliable, fast car, breaks down on the side of the yeah. road, he says. <laughs> Police pull over to help him. And there is actual video from the dash cam. Yes, this was crazy. I know. And they're asking him, do you have a driver's license, whatever? And he said, no, I was just quick running to the store. So he is telling a different story to this police officer, which I don't, if this, if his real story was that he was following Tammy and she was with her boyfriend, I would have a hard time too if a police came up wanting to just say, I'm following my wife who was with her boyfriend and spill your whole embarrassing right. life. Right. You would just say, no, I'm running to get right. the store. To, whatever. I needed, you know, Di- diarrhea. Yeah. I needed diarrhea medicine bad and my yeah. car broke down. I probably wouldn't go in and explain my private life. I kind of get that if that was the case, you know. The trooper um, cam confirms that, yes, at the exact time Brad said he was talking to a cop car, their whole conversations on tape. He did not have ID. Brad did say, um, I'm going to the store. I just wanted to head home. The police, you know, Deja Bay. I want it. What's who's from Les Mis? Javert. Jean Valjean. No, Javert. Who's the Javert? Javert. I keep wanting to call him Javert. The mean guy? Yeah. Um, not Jean Valjean. Jean Valjean. Valjean. Um, he told he, he said he had two different stories because he said it was not that police officer's business to know that my I just felt like he didn't need to know my wedding or my marriage problems. Now that's not the real reason. We'll find out. But I, if that was the case, I kind of get that. I would. But I would probably be so nervous I would just tell the police everything. I'm following my husband who's having an affair and my car just broke down. I don't know what to do. And I would start crying. And then I would be put into the sanitarium. Um, We have, you and I have gone on some. uh, Yes, we have. Some husband hunting. uh Not for us. Not for for ours. Right. Yeah. We've done Um, this. Brad 
starts the car the Durango finally starts and he goes home and Brad tells the police I have not driven it since then so I have no idea how it's all bloody they even asked did you hit an animal he's like no so Brad, Brad tells police that Tammy told him she had a boyfriend and they said well who is it and Brad said I didn't ask his name and then they look at each other again and laugh and say if my wife I mean pretty much if my wife was fucking some other guy i'd kind of want to know who it was mm-hmm. and he said no i just had no interest in knowing who it was so she never told he me said his name. i didn't want to know and they said okay they look at him then and just say brad we know that tammy's dead we know that you know where her body is you need to tell us that right now and just set this right and brad says this he looks at them and says you know all this evidence points at me but I'm hoping the body is found because there'll be something to set me free. Mm-hmm. The title of the show, Set Me Free. Mm-hmm. First of all, he calls his wife, Tammy, the body when she's just missing. Right. Right there, the cops probably are right. like, oh, shit. And then he says, there will be evidence on the body to set me free. So they look at him like, um, okay, Dick. Um, he asks for an attorney then. And they just say, fine, you can have an attorney. But they arrest him for murder. Without bail, he goes to jail. The case is very slim, they said. I don't even... I mean, they probably only got an arrest warrant because of all the blood in the Durango, and he admits to being the last person to drive it. That could be the only reason. That's literally all they have. They don't even know if the blood is human yet or if it's Tammy's. Right. Really. He, though, is in custody without bail, this is still the same afternoon from <laughs> this is just one day. This is just the afternoon. It actually was surprising that they ar- could arrest him. Yes. Just hours after she yeah, was reported like missing, literally like run. two or three yeah. hours after she's reported missing. Yeah. They figure she's dead. Arrest him for murder. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Uh, they get a search warrant for the house. They get the blood from the Durango and send it off to testing, but there's literally nothing else. The house is spotless, clean. There is no sign of struggle, no other blood, nothing anywhere. And they just think, holy shit. What if Brad is right? and Someone's framing him and it's someone else. Well, we have this boyfriend we have to deal with. They decide they're going to interview Brian Clark, the boyfriend. Brian is no peach either. Uh, no, no. Brian shows up with a lawyer. Yes, which you should do. I mean, I, I feel like everyone should just bring a lawyer with because how easily someone could twist your words. Yes. And then you're fucked. it was viewed by the cops, though, as like, why do you need a lawyer? If you're innocent. Yeah, if yeah. He doesn't have anything to hide and he just wants to find her. But, but he was being a little bitch. Too. Yes. He sucked. Brian, though, this is the night. Same night. Brian, they said, when did you last see Tammy? And he said, I saw Tammy yesterday. We went to a hotel, probably one lunchtime. And they said something like he said, we fooled around yeah. or something. Yep, they just fooled around. They just fooled around. Well, you took out your wang, sir. Right. I mean, come on. He said that when they got in their cars, that was the last he saw of her. They, he asked, where were you last night then? Brian says, um, I don't really want my wife involved. She doesn't know I'm having an affair. Yep. They look at him like, too late fucker you're the woman you're having an affair with is missing and her blood is all over her garage and you called her in yes and you called it in 
And he said, is there any way we can kind of handle this without my wife knowing? <laughs> and he said, no. If she's your alibi, we have to talk to her. Sir, no. He says, I was home all night with my wife. Um, the police are hearing now here is a motive. His wife doesn't know mm-hmm. about his affair. Maybe Tammy, she told her husband she maybe was ragging on him to tell his wife so that they could be together. And maybe Brian didn't want to tell his wife and he got rid of Tammy. So they think this totally right. could be possible. And police just say, we need to go talk to your wife if that's where you were. So then that's happening. Haley, meanwhile, has to spend the night in a foster Pastor. home. This poor girl. I felt so sad. Her dad is in jail and can't get out. Her mom is missing, presumed dead. Yeah. And she's waiting for her grandpa, who is driving nine hours. Nine hours to come get her. And there she just has to wait. The saddest. I mean, absolutely sad. DNA comes back already in one day and it was tammy's blood all over the durango and detective troy swenson they know she's dead because it was so much blood right he starts bawling in real life during the interview right now um he had to go back and be the one to tell Haley her mom is dead Mm -hmm. and her dad is arrested for her mom's Mm -hmm. murder how do you tell that to a little girl? How do you do that? I mean, that he has said to it was him. the hardest thing. Yeah. He said, like, this is hard for me because I have little yeah. kids, too. He was like, I, this is shitty. The girl's not even with her family. He too, mm-hmm. said that she's, yeah. she's handling all this that a, a grown adult would go insane. She's handling all this by herself. And then... Uh, what did yeah. she, well, he says he plays the tape and we can hear the actual yeah. interview. And he says, we believe that your mom is dead. And you hear her just start sobbing mm-hmm. and he starts crying. Mm-hmm. And he says, now your dad also has been arrested for her murder and we've not found her body yet. And so they're both crying on tape. Um, he promises her again that he's going to find her body. And he says, I'm here for you. I'm going to help you through mm-hmm. this. Um and real Haley said, I believed him because I knew my mom wouldn't leave without telling mm-hmm. me. I knew that she was not, she wouldn't have done that. It's against her will to leave me. Um, Haley's last question breaks your heart. And she said, can I still keep my kitty cat? Can you imagine a little girl going through this terror and she just wants her kitty cat with her? I and now she, she probably th- take it to the foster Right, and she probably home. thinks where my cat's gone too. And that was her. I mean, it just like shatters your heart. Um, good God. Then a task force assembles to search for Tammy. And South Dakota is pretty much just open land. Yep. Um, it's just wide open. Um, Luckily, they have some helicopters there. Yep. Helicopters are searching. People are searching. Helicopters are searching all day, and they decide to do one last flyover of the Oahe Dam, whichever the fuck that is. They see uh, something by the dam and land, and it's Tammy. And this was their, like, they were literally not going to do this search. Right, and they just want whoever was in it just said one more, do one more search by this, and then they found her. So it was really lucky they found her. But she was not hiding. 
Her body was just out in the open. It was not buried. It was not hidden under anything. It was right out in the open. They showed actual pictures of her clothing. They were wet and blood soaked. Mm -hmm. Like if you just took a rag and dumped it in red paint. That's what her clothes looked like. No, and the cops said that she was like this was supposed to embarrass her like this final way that she was just naked naked, displayed her clothes were all off i'm sure she was posed embarrassingly Mm -hmm. i mean if i knew that a bunch of male cops had to look at my naked body i would die of humiliation and just say i would write can you please write i'm sorry in advance (laughs) before you're killing me on my stomach can you shave it into my pubes yeah can you just trim (laughs) sorry trim my mustache a little bit because my god oh Uh, what she had to go through and one of the police officers might have been deja bay or whatever just said he had never seen a crime scene like this it was so violent so awful she had multiple stab wounds very deep lacerations we learned that some of her lacerations and cuts were so deep bone was showing so she was just stabbed and that she had grabbed Yes. The knife or like was trying to stop and it slit yeah, her hand all the way open. down yes. to her oh. bone. So Ugh. she's clearly then aware yeah. in this attack as well because yeah, of her fighting. defensive yep. wounds. And it's horrible. So her last moments were horrifying, painful, horrifying, terrifying, awful, just really awful. Yep. She was then left naked and dead in a field to humiliate and degrade her. And this poor woman... Uh, it's just maddening how violently mm-hmm. angry you get to someone to do this to someone. Grandpa comes to get Haley and he gets the news that his daughter is dead as well. The autopsy shows that she was stabbed 48 to 53 times. Again, the defensive wounds, the deep, deep, deep stabbing wounds and lacerations. They call in Brian's wife who they said if she really wanted to get him back, she could have lied. But she said, no, he was with me all night. He was at home and she looks pissed. <laughs> I'm sure. Can you imagine you find out um, your husband's having an affair uh, and the woman's dead and he's a suspect. She got murdered. Yeah. yeah. You're just like all at once. You're figuring finding this out. Oh, my God. I'd be like, I don't know where he was. Yeah. Um, I saw him with the bloody knife. I don't know Is that <laughs> what happened. <laughs> Uh, the, this poor woman jeez and then you're answering questions for the rest of your life from your framing my god mm-hmm. brad's still in jail and a few weeks go by uh one month after the murder the da gets a letter and from an anonymous cousin of brian's <laughs> yes now brian was tammy's boyfriend the letter says Brian killed Tammy and explained how he killed Tammy to this cousin, this anonymous cousin that's writing the letter to the DA. Right. The cousin described all the hotels they went to and fooled around, um, mm-hmm. described Tammy's vehicle exactly, and described how the murder happened. The murder, according to the letter, is that Brian and Tammy were out in the truck of his truck. They had sex. Then they argued, and then Brian decided to rape her in the rectum. In the butt. And he had a condom on when he was raping her. Yeah. In the rectum, and the condom fell off in the rectum, and it should still be in there. Does he have the tiniest penis ever? (laughs) How does that happen? I don't know. He must have a micro penis. 
of micro penises. In which case, why him, Tammy? Why a micro penis in yeah. his face looks like that? Yeah. Nope. Um, the police say, well, a condom had not been found during the autopsy. So right. this letter doesn't make sense. But they say, I guess we better maybe check again. And they do a second autopsy on Tammy's body right away and find the condom that was missed. Yep. What the hell? How did you miss this? I don't know. I, I don't suppose, know. I mean, it's just probably natural instincts want to stay away from the butthole. I mean, but you got to dig in there oh, for an autopsy, right? You do? I think yes. I don't know. I don't know God, either. Then they're going to see my hemorrhoids. Oh, yes. <gasps> of course they will. And they'll laugh and take pictures. And I mean, my God, yes. Sour grapes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Plums. <laughs> Grapefruit. <laughs> Oh, shit. They realize only the murderer would know that there's a condom shoved up there. Um, Brian's now a suspect again. Um, So they send that fucking condom in to get some DNA. And it's too degraded because I guess DNA sitting in your butthole (laughs) is degraded, I guess. Because there's acids in your butthole. Hence, you're burning hemorrhoids. And the acids broke down the dna they sure and they said you can't we couldn't get the dna because yeah it would like having it in your stomach where your stomach acids just eat it all this is your butthole your butthole just destroys it as it does everything else Mm. oh this woman (laughs) i know she had to go through in death oh my god detectives though um talk to brian and he's like holy shit no nothing none of this happened i don't have this fucking cousin i didn't do this you know he totally denies it and says this is fucking ridiculous they decide to watch brad diarrhea's interview again and they notice that he said that weird shit that um he says guys are thought to be guilty until police find DNA mm-hmm. evidence and proves that person innocent and has set me free comment. And they're like, holy shit. And I'll just be waiting. That's until. super weird. And I bet they f- figure he planted this DNA on Tammy and he did it. Now this. This is where now they have to prove this thought. Oh, my which God. Which fucked police are thinking now is brad that diabolical to have planted a condom with brian's dna in the condom on Um, tammy's dead body after he murdered her up her butt um they have to now start from square one with this theory going through everything and see if they can connect brian to brad because brad is saying he has no idea who the man is and if that's true he would never know it was brian but if he knows brian that breaks everything open Mm -hmm. police go to the diarrhea home and they look for evidence again um i'm assuming that brad doesn't know that they can just come in again because they find stuff that wasn't there before in his dresser drawer is a small tape player like a tape recorder um, yeah, it was weird, like a little digital. Yes, when you probably used to press, yeah, yeah. record yourself for some other stupid reason, and then what kids just recorded farts, right? On it. Yeah, um, it was all farts. Yeah, 
They play it, and it is a phone conversation between Tammy and Brian. Tammy is on the tape asking for Brian by his full name. Is Brian Clark there? They think, okay, bingo, but do we know if Brad ever listened to this tape? Is this Brad's tape? We need to have proof that Brad would have listened and been aware of this tape. Um, They somehow get access to deleted files on the tape. I don't even know how you can do that, but they can. They find that there are deleted files where Brad is pretending to be Tammy and he's talking like he's Tammy because he's testing the tape recorder if it can pick up sounds in a car. So what this dick Brad did is he hid this recorder hit record, left a letter and flowers in Tammy's car after she got done with work. She sat in the car, read the letter because there was a long pause at the beginning. So they just kind of played it through. She then calls Brian and says, is Brian Clark there? Um, And now they know that Brad knows brian clark is her boyfriend yeah and she says i love you i love you so much he wants me back i yeah he wrote this letter and he's not getting it she kept saying he's not really getting it so now the cops are like well when we asked who was your wife having an affair with you said you didn't know and you don't want to know that's fucking bullshit lie yeah you lied again you skinny asshole <laughs> you tiny right pocket Let's murderer some, uh what's that you, meal you like with the mashed potatoes uh a hot beef sandwich no. a commercial a commercial yeah, yeah a hot beef commercial yeah um he, they brought him several of those oh yeah. yum um they pooped in it first i hope oh. <laughs> police though are like okay so this brad wrote that letter obviously framing brian but how did that dick do it because they've been watching his mail as they do uh, they say all criminals except shit gets out all the time all the time they notice that brad this fucker has a twin brother (laughs) a twin brother two tiny twins (laughs) and this fucker's name is brett b-r-e-t So Tiny Brett goes to see Tiny Brad, who's probably weighs even less. He's probably down to 100. And he visits him in jail. And aren't they videotaping this or monitoring? I guess they don't. I don't know. What, how would I know? I don't know. Have Brad, you ever visited anyone in jail? No, no. I don't think so. I've never even been no. to one. I don't think. I don't think I've been to a jail either. Hmm. Not even like on a field trip or anything. Like as a kid. Look out, kids. You could end up here. On a field trip to the jail. (laughs) Uh, But they used to take us to fucking McDonald's for a field trip. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. And we thought the freezer was like so cool. (laughs) Like, oh, jeez. So the day before the DA got a letter, Tiny Brad is visiting Tiny Brad. Police go ask, go see Brett, and they right away go into Brett's car and check it. And they see that dumb asshole has a yellow notepad with the letter written on the yellow notepad. And they said, what the hell is this? And Brett said, Brad, when I visited him, told me to write all this stuff down and then write it in a letter and send it to the DA. Did he get arrested? Yes, he He went to jail. Okay, okay. Um, Yes, he went to jail for it as well. The letter proves now that Brian is innocent and Brad is a fucking psychotic 
weird asshole. Um, now they have to think, okay, all right, letter solved. How did Brad get this condom of Brian's? So they go to Brian and say, How, like, do you, you did you use condoms? He's like, yeah. And Brian says, we would have sex in the trunk in the middle of nowhere. And I just throw it out the window. I want to puke. They show Brian and Tammy getting it on in a truck. And then Brian just throwing, throwing the condom out the window. It. And they showed it. And then they show Brad as a perv in the bushes, kneeling down and watching. And Brad, then when they left, went and was gathering these condoms, knowing that he could use it as evidence just against out in the middle Tammy of nowhere, and Brian. Packing How up condoms. Gross. And just to grab that gross shit and throw it out the window. What? God. Meh. But fucking gross. I, I just can't. And then the fact that Brad is hiding, being a perv, and watching, and then goes right. and gathers it right. up. What's wrong with you? Well, I mean, if I... Fucking a lot he, So he followed them. them, obviously, to every hotel rendezvous. Yeah. When was he working his 100 hours? Or was he not? <laughs> what the hell is going on, Brad? He I don't followed know. them when they would have sex randomly in the car. I, I mean, if I saw Jamie in a truck having sex with another girl, I'd just walk up to the window and say, hey, what's going on? Or I would say, um, I want all the new furniture. You can have him. <laughs> and then I would right. take my new furniture. Right. I, wouldn't you just go up and say, hey, I wouldn't go gather grossness. I, I'd be mad, but I'd be not a freaking weirdo. I guess I'd be a weirdo perv if I just sat there and watched. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, my God, this guy is fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. So they figure that's how he got the fucking gross used condom. I mean, I can't even. They realize now that he has this murdered. He obviously this is premeditated because he's thinking way ahead to frame Brian. And he's thinking of murdering Tammy. The police, though, have no crime scene. So they just have no place where where was she stabbed? She lost so much blood. There has to be there had to be blood wherever she was killed. And I don't know how it happened, but somehow hidden on a track. They said a traffic island on a highway headed out of town. And it's really like a mound of grass on a road that looks like it's been abandoned <laughs> for 20 years. Yeah. But it's the highway there. <laughs> yes. um, in bushes are three large trash bags. So maybe just someone driving by was just or trash. I mean, they always have people pick up trash on the side of the road. They probably just went and picked up trash, looked in it, and it's a bunch of bloody shit. And brought it to the police. <sighs> anyway, three huge trash bags of bloody bedding and a huge bloody blue tarp that was soaked in blood was found in these bags. The police realized this fucker took this tarp, took off all the bedding, put this tarp over the mattress, put the bedding back on, had Tammy go to bed he comes out when she's asleep and just starts stabbing the shit out of her. She's bleeding onto the tarp in the bedding. Think you're just asleep and then all of a sudden you wake up and someone is just and stabbing you. you like that. How, how are you? You're like, is this real? Is this a, what is going on? Right. I mean, she must have just been horrified. And by the time you realize what's happening, it's just probably way too late. Right. He wraps her up in all this bloody bedding, puts her in the Durango. She clearly is bleeding out all over the Durango. Because yeah. if you saw how much blood yeah. was in this thing. 
He drags her out by the dam, leaves her there to be found. He wants her to be found. Takes all her bloody clothes off, but he packs up all this other shit and throws it. I mean, what? Discard it a little better or burn it, you dumb asshole. Um, I don't know. But what's he inserts really... the condom before yeah. he leaves. What a gross pig. What's really amazing is that he's so fucking small. How did he do this? How he he's a tiny tiny little littles from that we are the little <laughs> remember that cartoon yes. and he lives in the like ductwork of a home yeah and his home is in the studs yeah. of another home and he has a little's grandma and yeah. a little's and he the mice are his cards yeah he's a little yeah um so i don't know how he did this were those books those are books too they were cute i love they were books right but then it was a cartoon show yeah okay yeah i loved i forgot about that i did too i like those too yeah so he was very tiny i don't know how he did this but i guess it's rage i guess his rage did it all because a dead carrying a dead body a dead weight cannot to lift it and carry it and drag and almost it in a bloody tarp yes. on top of it. Jesus. Sheesh. Um, in January, 2007, Brad, the Dick diarrhea's trial begins and they have definitely a solid case against him. So Brad decides, Hey, yeah, I disposed Tammy's body, but guess what? Fuckers. I had to dispose her body because Haley, my 13 year old daughter is the one that killed her. I can't even fucked his entire defense is saying that Haley now what he said was she was a sleepwalker actually in outside information and just stabbed the shit out of her mom one night and Brad's the one that had to dispose the body but then Brad how come you put a condom up her her butt how come you had that condom right and kept it right why did you do that why did you like write that letter in the DA. Why did you do all of that stuff? But then you decided, hey, you're just going to blame your daughter. The DA was horrified. The cops were horrified because now Haley had to go on the stand. I can't believe they even that his lawyers even said it. Oh, to be honest pigs. with you, yeah, Abs- they sh- they're scum. They should have just said, "You're fucked up. You're completely fucked yeah. up." And we're not doing this to your daughter that already right. has a dead mother. Right. You're her father. Obviously, you're right. fucking. I can't. Insane. I actually can't believe it. Now that I Haley, think about it. I mean, she just said she was devastated. She just she knew then that her dad never loved hmm. her, and she stared at him the whole time she testified. I guess she did a really good job, but she said he just looked at me like I wasn't anyone he knew, like just scum to him, and that tore her apart. Knowing that. Of all i have left is my dad and my dad doesn't even love me and he's saying i did this she just knows she was completely Uh, alone uh oh of course the jury thinks he's despicable and he's guilty in like two seconds and he gets life in prison and they show him doing a real brad diarrhea doing a real perp walk and this is where he looks in you see the crazy all out he looks like manson he looks like charlie manson Mm -hmm. He's walking, He's looks like a tiny little, that looks like Charlie Manson, completely insane, walking to jail. Also, uh, his, his orange scrubs don't match. He has red on the top and orange yeah, I, on the bottom. Probably because they couldn't Foul. find a little <laughs> size. Can see, find a child yeah. size small yes, orange to put on jumpsuit. Him. Um. I, I I just I hate this man so much. I hate him so much. Um, 
Haley grows up and with her see, grandparents. She yes, gets to with, live her, with grandparents. her grandparents in Wyoming. Uh, Detective Swenson says they did keep in touch. They show that Haley got married and Haley had a little baby and she called him when she was pregnant and he starts crying again. Yes. Like he's, and they stay pretty said, close. She's yeah. like a grown adult yes. mom and he's like, she's a good kid. Yeah. That's what he still says and about her. I learned that she goes around um, doing talks kind of about victims, um, stories, and you know telling her story and trying to have people recognize signs of domestic violence or abuse yeah. when it's not major you know that these things can because, happen because like she said her parents never, she never fought. saw yeah. fighting or hitting i yeah. mean she never saw it but now right. she said there were things she sees as an adult right. but so she's just trying to bring awareness to that. She tries to support other victims. She's started, I think she started like a foundation as well. So she's doing really well, but well, I, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't um, either. Oh, so my God, Brad Diarrhea, you are the fuckingest. He is the fuckingest. And again, you work at Walmart for a hundred billion hours a week. Just get divorced. You're not home anyway. Who cares? I know what he obviously had a Napoleon syndrome or yeah, something. Yeah, I guess. That he was tiny, but the other guy was a fucking weird nerd. He didn't even want his kid. He fucking blamed her well, for the murder. He could have just walked out. It it obviously was some weird narcissistic yeah. power trip he had. But my god, to flip from fucking nerd to yeah. psychotic yeah and not have any real blazing signs that's mm-hmm. terrifying mm-hmm. and then to be this creepy crazy. yeah crazy and to know that you're you're living with your husband that is plotting your murder yeah and you just time is ticking down and you're not even aware of it oh, oh my god i do not like it and i oh. hate that fucking guy. i hate him so much Me i too. hate him so much all right what a wonderful story we told you yeah. to we told you day. about faces being ripped off horrible things <laughs> you will now being have trauma and i'm very sorry <laughs> so we'll see you next week yes. okay <laughs> bye <laughs>